Multiple Utah Utes are currently at the Reese's Senior Bowl. What does that mean for their NFL future? We're discussing on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube and wherever you may get your podcast. If this is your first time listening to our show, make sure you like and subscribe. Love interacting with all of you in the YouTube comments or on social media, where you can follow our show on X at Locked On Utes. Today's episode of Locked On Utes is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers can join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. My name is JT Wister, so former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. Excited to be joined on today's show by Michelle Bodkin of KSL Sports. And Michelle, when talking about the Utes at the Senior Bowl, something I'm really excited to talk with you about because you have been to the Senior Bowl as well, so you really know what this event entails. But as for what this means for the three Utah Utes that are currently there in Cole Bishop, Satala Laumea, and the late ad, Sione Vaki, who also got in there too. To me, this is a week where you can definitely improve your draft stock when you are like a mid-round guy. None of the guys I just listed are going to go in the first round. All of them have a chance to be day two selections, and if not, I expect them to go somewhere in that kind of early-ish day three. I would, I think they'll both be gone by round six or seven, but you never know in the NFL draft. Crazy things can happen, but just think it's a big week for them to boost their stock, whether it's the measurements that you go through, which we are, have released to, all the drills, uh, just meeting with teams, getting to talk with them as well, and just competing against other guys who this is a step up from college because everyone else is there who's elite versus the college teams you play. You'll have some liabilities on the field. That's not the case at the Senior Bowl with all these guys competing, trying to make an NFL roster spot. So overall, I think it's a great thing for these guys to have the opportunity to show their stuff and impress NFL teams in person. But what do you think the biggest benefit for all these Utah guys is going to be for them practicing and then competing in the Reese's Senior Bowl this week? I mean, that's the big thing is these like NFL showcase games, mm-hmm. they're an opportunity for GMs and scouts to really get up and close and personal with you, get to talk to you for a week, both on and off the field, see how you practice, um, you know, run some measurables on you, uh, see how you work with a playbook, see how you gather information, see how coachable you are, um, you know, how you handle yourself when you have downtime. Uh, it's it's like a little mini taste of, you know, what is it going to be like if we invite you on our team and, and you know, you're part of our, our franchise? Uh, you know, are, are you going to cause us any kind of headaches? Are, are you going to be an asset? Um, and so this is, you know, these are really great opportunities. Um, You know, the Senior Bowl is probably the best known one, but obviously you have the Shrine Bowl and you have some other smaller ones as well um, that these guys can get invited to and and have the opportunity, like I said, to to be around NFL people for a week and just kind of show them who they are, I I think is the the biggest thing, both on and off the field. Uh, it, It really, really matters and it can make or break whether you get a job. Absolutely can, to your point. If you're not coachable, that is something that's not going to reflect well. If 
Scouts all the time will talk about guys they pound the table for. This is the week where you become that guy the scout pounds the table for because it's like, let's take talk Sione Vaki, for example. Sione Vaki measured in at 5'11", basically. So that's an instance there where he's going to need someone to come in and pound the table for him and kind of show like, hey, I know he doesn't have the height of all the other safeties that you normally see in the NFL, a lot of these guys, but this is a guy who not only do we have all the multiple positions and all the other things he's done really well, but came in, bought in, worked really hard. That's where this week can be big for Sione. Also, another thing on Sione's height, even though I mentioned he's not the biggest, some other safeties that Sione's actually taller than that have had success in the NFL, Antoine Winfield Jr., already won a Super Bowl, Quandre Diggs had a nice career with the Seahawks, and of course, Tyron Matthews, one of the most legendary like college players of the last 10 years, basically, with what he did at LSU. So it's definitely not like, oh, Sione was only 5'11", that's it for his NFL stock. You see guys at the NFL level making plays, and especially when it comes to Sione. I just look at the athleticism and some of the things that he showed a dual threat capability. I still think he'll be drafted to play defense primarily, but mm-hmm. I think he's definitely going to be a return guy potentially. Just when he showed the explosiveness that he showed in a couple of those opportunities, I, I have a hard time seeing NFL teams not wanting to involve hit, put the ball in his hands in some form during the game. Yeah, uh, I think things like this are especially great for a guy like Sione Vaki. These teams are very curious, I, and I've had some of these conversations with NFL scouts. They're very, very curious about the fact that he can play both ways. Um, you know, the the athleticism that he's shown, the skill set, how quickly he kind of bounced into that role was impressive. Uh, you know, I it, he I, he hadn't done that in since he was in high school, and in between that, he went on a mission, and and it all just kind of came back to him quickly because his team needed him to do that. Uh, And so, you know, those are all things that the NFL really likes. Uh, And I think especially, you know, after you have a guy like Taysom Hill kind of break out that can do multiple different things for you, Dione Vaki is very much of the same vein. Uh, And so I think, you know, that in and of itself, they they just want to see that up close and personal. They want to see how that works. They want to see how you operate, how you prepare. Why are you so good at doing this? Um, and so I I think out of everyone that got invited, I think Sione probably benefits the most from from this invite. Yeah, I, I think he definitely has an opportunity to as well. And it is uh, it's crazy, like you said, just the underclassman aspect of all of this as well versus all these other guys. But it's a great opportunity for him to compete, and I. Expect him to have a really good week down there too. But he's not the only one there, as we did highlight. Mm-hmm. Other guys there are Cole Bishop and Satal Laumea. You know, for Cole Bishop measuring in at 6'1", over 200 pounds, I think was good for him too. And then for Satawa, you know, he's 6'4". First starting with Satawa, I think he's a guy that we've always projected to be guard. So I think for me, where I see the most value for Satawa this week are those one-on-one opportunities inside at guard going against these other defensive tackles. Satawa was very good at Utah. Had a really nice career, first-team all-pack 12 on, I think, think two occasions, one is a tackle, one is a guard. It could be missing mm-hmm. one of them. But he is a guy that, as we said, projects as a guard for a reason. There were a couple of times where just like the best edge rushers would kind of get around him a little bit like that. It felt like he played tackle more out of necessity the last two years for Utah when it was like, hey, he's at his best at guard and credit to him for sacrificing for that. So I've always felt like this week could be good for him to get those reps at guard. And then as for Cole, honestly, I think for Cole, it's just continuing to compete at this level too because he's another guy where, yes, he's 6'1", but not the tallest guy, not the longest, not the, the fastest guy on the field, but just a guy who always finds a way to make plays. And I think the more these people are around him, I think the more that NFL people around him, I think the more they're going to fall in love with him too. So I I think it's a great opportunity for these two guys to boost their stock as well, Michelle. 
Yeah. So, I mean, with the, the offensive linemen, right, there's very, very few guys that are big and athletic. Um, you, it's usually you're either big or you're athletic, but you're not both. And so, you know, everybody's always looking to kind of up their offensive and defensive lines. Um, this is an opportunity to see, you know, how do your hands work? How do your feet work? How do you move in sync with the other five guys on the line or four guys or three guys if you're talking defensive line? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's so I think that's going to be really beneficial for Satoa. And I also agree with you. You know, I, he was playing maybe a little out of position. Of course, that shows some like versatility. Okay. Well, he knows how to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we probably are not going to purposely use him that way, but it's nice to know in a pinch, we, we could kick him out if we needed to, and, and he'll be fine enough. But I think this is a really great opportunity for NFL scouts and GMs to see him where he's going to be primarily. Right. Cause that just didn't happen a whole lot at Utah. Um, and then a guy like, uh, Cole Bishop, I think for him, it's the maturity, right? Like, like he's just a very mature put together guy. Um, and I think just having the opportunity to talk to people, he's really going to impress them. Uh, they're going to walk away and they're really, really going to like him, uh, and, and see that he's very smart. He's a very natural leader. Uh, and not that, the other two aren't, they absolutely are, are those things too. But I think that's just one of the things that really stood out and made Cole particularly special is how quickly that happened for him at the college ranks. Um, you know, he didn't really have to spend a whole lot of time growing into that pretty much his freshman year. He was that for, for that team. Um, and so I, I think that that's, what's really going to showcase for Cole um, is just that maturity, that confidence, um, that leadership ability. Um, so, I mean, they all have things that I think are really just going to shine and showcase very well. Um, and it's, it, yeah, it, to your point, it's a great opportunity. It, not only for the the NFL guys, but like if you're media um, and you haven't been down, you rub shoulders with a lot of people um, you wouldn't normally have access to. Yeah, it's definitely a great thing that Jim Nagy and the rest of the Senior Bowl staff are able to put on each year. And it's awesome that these Utah football players have the opportunity to raise their draft stocks at this event. And we just talked about three really good players. But actually, right now, I think the guy who's going to end up being the highest Utah player selected, we still haven't talked about yet. So I want to talk about him and some of these other Utah football players that aren't in the Reese's Senior Bowl, but still have an opportunity to hear their name called during the NFL draft. want to discuss those guys in one moment. But first, want to talk to all you a little bit more about our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and of course, placing some super bets. There's nothing like Super Bowl Sunday, the big game. We know the matchup now too. Kansas City Chiefs taking on the San Francisco 49ers. And with FanDuel, you can bet on not just who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which player will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. Plus, you can get in on all the other great action going on in the NFL right now. Excuse me, not just the NFL, but of course, what the NBA has going on as we're getting close to the All-Star break, reacting to each matchup that matters so much, whether it's the Jazz or another team. You guys can head over to FanDuel today. New customers who join today will get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. 
Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Also want to talk to you all about another sponsor of our episode of Locked On News today. It's our friends at UCCU. Learn and earn the UCCU mobile banking app that pays your entire family to learn about money. Kids look to parents to become more financially literate. Parents don't always know the answers. Learn and earn breaks down financial topics into fun, bite-sized educational games like quiz and trivia. Every time a family member completes a topic, they earn points that can occur and can be redeemed for gift cards to stores like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and more. There is age-appropriate content for every member of the family. You can compete against each other and track their progress on leaderboards. Learn and Earn is inside the UCCU mobile banking app, so play it anytime, anywhere. The more you play, the more you learn. And the more you learn, the more you earn. Learn and Earn, part of UCCU's award-winning Be Money Smart Youth Banking Program, helping kids, teens, and parents have fun while becoming more financially literate together. UCCU, love where you bank. Michelle, before I talked about our great sponsors here at Locked On Utes, I did tease a little bit. I believe the best Utah player in terms of how he projects the NFL and where he will be drafted at, actually, is not involved in the Senior Bowl. I think that's Jonah Ellis, who is actually involved in the East-West Shrine Bowl, as I appreciate you reminding me of before we started recording as well. I want to give you the credit for that. And also reminding me that Steve Smith's going into the Hall of Fame, which that's a cool thing that we could talk about in a second, that he's going to be going into the Hall of Fame for that. But when you're talking about Jonah Ellis, just such a guy who was so productive as a pass rusher this past season as well. Love the way he uses his hands. I think that's one thing that I feel like will impress NFL teams is there's multiple ways he can win. There are some guys where it's like, oh, he just has the speed, and then we need to develop the moves. Like, I feel like Jonah's going to come in right away. I don't think he'll be a starting defensive end, but I definitely think he's a guy you could rotate in. He can rush inside or out because of those multiple ways he can win. I think he has pretty good bend and speed. He's a guy that right now, I ex- I think he's got a really good shot to be a day two guy. Could he fall to round four or five? Sure. But I think he's really got a shot to be a day two guy because the production and the skill set, I think it projects to the NFL well. He has an opportunity to be able to raise his stock to at that East-West Shrine Bowl. What do you think about Jonah Ellis and his NFL future? I mean, you just have to look at the pedigree, right? He has his dad and, of course, two brothers now, I think, that are they're doing – I think it's two um, that are doing well in the NFL. So, you know, it's, just, it's kind of a family thing. It's family exactly. business. Um, but obviously, you know, not everyone in every family develops the same traits. But I do think Jonah is very talented. Um, and, and, I, and I think the telling thing is – and we've talked about this before, he he was second on the depth chart. It's so easy to forget that. Um, You know, he was not projected to be the starter at Utah Mm -hmm. this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, And injuries opened up an opportunity, and he kicked the door down, and he never looked back. Uh, So I I think that bodes well for him in the NFL because obviously – the NFL a lot of times is, it's just about whenever you get that opportunity and if you make the most of it and not everyone does, um, you know, Very there true. are a lot of people that flame out when, when the light finally is on them, whether it's, you know, you get drafted and are expected to start immediately or whether you're the guy on the bench, that's maybe only supposed to go in occasionally. So it, I think that in and of itself is a big positive for Jonah uh, being able to show that. And then, you know, I, we talked about how Sione Vaki is a little bit undersized, like Jonah's a little undersized too. Um, so again, this is just a great opportunity to showcase why that doesn't matter. Um, why, why you're a baller anyway. Um, and I, I think someone will take a flyer on him because of the family name, uh, and, and simply because filmed a lot. 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah, one thousand percent. I forgot he's only six two. He he plays like he's six four. Mm-hmm. Like that. That's a great point by you. I definitely as soon as you said that, I'm like, is he really? And then I was like, oh crap, no, he is actually he's a little undersized, six two, two forty six. Like like you said, it's not like it's it's crazy small, but it's definitely it is undersized for like mm-hmm. what you would normally project a NFL defensive end. I feel like to be so it will be interesting to see, and that's where he has the opportunity to get that kind of label taken off him. If people I do have on him, like, ah, negative, undersized. Like, you can do enough of a positive just by putting it out on tape and continuing to produce that they'll be willing to overlook that slight thing. And guys fall for the dumbest reasons all the time. I, Michelle, I don't know if you'll remember this, but, like, a couple – it was just last year. Remember your whole C.J. Stroud thing with him and this one mm-hmm. processing test? And yeah. it was like, I don't know about him. And it's like he's the best rookie quarterback we've seen in a very long time. But there was this one processing test that he didn't do so well in, so he's going to be a bust. Like, it's always crazy what the the different things they pull on. But I think the most important thing is what you mentioned for all of these guys. Film don't lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I mean, they, they all were highly, highly productive at Utah. Mm-hmm. Uh, And I think that's also another benefit. These NFL scouts and GMs, they kind of know the schools that they can go to for surefire good guys that are ready to go. And at least through my conversations, and I can't imagine why anyone would bother. It would be such a dumb thing to lie about. I would have to imagine it's true. Utah's one of them. Um, it's, it's one, I hear that consistently. Oh, you know, so-and-so gosh, Kyle Whittingham in Utah, they do such a good job of making sure that their guys are ready to go for the next level to the next level. We don't feel like we have to babysit them. We don't feel like we have to hold their hand and show them the process because they've been shown the process all through college. Not every college team does that. Uh, and, and you know what? I, BYU starting to get a little bit of a reputation for that as well. Um, and it makes sense because that's all the same coaching tree. Um, so it's all the same process that these guys are going through. And what a huge big deal. I, I mean, for the state and to then see, you know, statistics that per capita were like the seventh state for producing NFL talent is just crazy. But I think there's, there's a reason for that. And, and I think a big part of that is whether you go to high school here or whether you come in to go to college here, um, you're just put through a process that you're, you're around people that know football really, really well. And I yeah. think understand, how easy it is to be overlooked um, mm. when, when you're trying to make the big stage and, and they just know how to show and train guys to overcome whatever obstacle it may be that they have in order to make that if they really want that. Um, so it's, it's just kind of, it's a cool, it's a cool thing. It's a, it's a really, really cool thing to see and hear the respect um, that our, our college teams have. Obviously, I hear it more for Utah because that's who I cover. Um, but I hear things about other places too um, that are positive. And, and I, again, I just think that's awesome for everybody. I absolutely agree. And I'll say this too. I think the best right tackle in the NFL currently played high school football in Utah, to your point. I've watched a decent amount of Panay Sewell the past two weeks because of the stage he's on in the NFL. He's incredible. And you mentioned earlier how important it is to be athletic and strong. Mm-hmm. Checks, checks that in spades. And oh, that's the type yeah. of talent that, yeah. And that is the type of talent. Once again, a guy who played high school football out in Utah, Jackson Powers Johnson is a guy who was just voted the best center 
of like literally college football at Oregon. He's a guy who went to high school at Corner Canyon High School out here in Utah. Now he's going to go off and be an NFL center too. So there's a lot of talent in the state. And also going back to your point about Utah, on Joel Klatt's show just a couple weeks ago when he had Utah inside his top 10 rankings, he's called Utah the second best event, developmental program in college football, only behind Michigan. And I'm sure a lot of you hear that and go, without Ohio State, Georgia, some of these other teams. Like I think what Joel's talking about is not, hey, did you help a five-star who – was already really like dang good and being a five-star, like just continue to do that. I think he's more so talking about, did you turn a three-star into like help them grow into a first round pick and Mm -hmm. things like that. That's where Utah absolutely excels at. And Utah has also excelled at that with some other guys we haven't even mentioned yet. There are other Utah football players that are going to have an opportunity to hear their name called on NFL draft night that I want to continue to discuss. And we still got to get to Utah gymnastics, all of that in one moment. But first want to talk to you about another sponsor of our episode of locked on Utes today. It's our friends at Jace medical. I know we come to sports to escape with some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we just talk for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than one of my loved ones getting sick with a supply chain issue keeping them from a life-saving medication they need. Thankfully, we'll all be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, skin infections, among others. This stuff can happen to any of us. So visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to prepare than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use code locked on. That's capital L and O one word locked on to get $20 off your order. Michelle, before we dive into gymnastics really quick, there are other Utah football players with an opportunity to hear their name called Devon Bailey being one of those who didn't get to have the type of year because of no cam rising. Keaton Bills has been a standout on the offensive line for a few years. Thomas Yasmin, who's battled injuries, but man, when he is healthy and had cam rising with him last year, the potential he showed in that athleticism mm-hmm. and that size and frame, I got to believe it's going to be at least enticing the NFL teams. Miles Battle, Emery Simmons, another guy too. All these guys hoping to hear their names called. Unfortunately, it's just the reality. There's a lot of other guys that want to as well. They yeah. were all not hear their names called, but I do think a couple of these guys that I mentioned do have an opportunity and a shot. And I think what is going to be big for these guys, we've now talked about the Shrine Bowl. We haven't talked about the Combine. I'll be interested to see who gets invited to the Combine. But for this group particularly, Utah's pro day is going to be mm-hmm. massive as it relates to their NFL future to me. Just like I think it was a couple of years ago we saw Mamu Diabate really boost his stock at the Pro Bowl. And then I don't think he got drafted, but he got an undrafted free agent deal and then does a good job going on and still with the Cleveland Browns as they went through a really strong season, which they were a playoff team. So these pro days can be huge. Yeah, Pro Day is a big day for anybody that, you know, kind of falls under the radar. Another one I can think of, um, it's been a few years now, but Robert Johnson was someone that really, really impressed at his Pro Day. He was kind of overlooked in the grand scheme of that really good 2008 Utah defense. Uh, Mm -hmm. and, And he got some NFL scouts to go, whoa. Who's that guy? And then they dig into the film and it, it, you know, it just kind of transpires from there. Um, So I, yes, there, there's always an opportunity there. You know, if you don't get the big invite to the fancy postseason games and showcase games and the combine, and there's always an opportunity. It's just a matter of being prepared and, and taking that opportunity. I do know miles battle was in one of the smaller showcase games, um, and, and 
I mean, he just kind of casually mentioned it. So it's uh, there's not a lot of information out there on, on what yeah. that was and how he did, but he did have an opportunity to be around, you know, NFL scouts in that way, which is huge. Um, and I think he's a guy that has serious potential just because of his size. He can go against any of those really big NFL wide receivers um, and, and be every bit of a mismatch problem in that regard, just because of this size. Um, you know, you have a Devon Vele, you look at a Tim Patrick, I think in a way is kind of a yep. good um, comp for, for what he could do, what he could be. You know, Tim was someone that went undrafted. Um, people were a little bit scared of the injury history with him. Uh, and it took him a couple of tries, but he found the right home and, and he's oh. been doing some great things in Denver. So, you know, I think a Devon Vele could absolutely have a similar trajectory, um, you know, to something like that. Um, I'm trying to remember who else we, we said. Um, yes, he, Thomas Yasmin. Um, you know, I, again, we talk about NFL teams are always looking for big athletic guys and Keen Bills is that guy, maybe a little bit forgotten amongst some of the others, maybe a little undersized compared to some of the others, but could he make a practice roster? Um, just, just to fill a space. And that's not a bad gig. That is not a bad gig. Um, it's certainly better than working at a desk. So, you know, it's, it's, there's just, there's always opportunity for anyone. It's just a matter of being prepared and, 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 and taking that opportunity when it is presented to you. And sometimes that is just pro day, um, but it's not impossible to make something happen for yourself. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the draft process plays out for all of these, well, at least what we hope to all be pro youths by the time the 2024 season rolls around. Michelle, you mentioned taking advantage of opportunities. That's exactly what the Utah Gymnastics team was able to do, defeating Arizona State, avenging last season's loss, which I forgot they actually lost to Arizona State. Such a weird such a weird fluky one as well, but it was their final Pac-12 season opener as a, the Utah Gymnastics uh, online article quotes it, which is still like sad and crazy to think about that that's the situation there. But uh, what impressed you most about the Red Rocks in their final season opening Pac-12 performance, which was AW? Yeah, I, I think the big thing is, look, this team's been through a lot and we've kind mm -hmm. of talked about that a little bit, um, mm -hmm. you know, uh, uh, very carefully. Uh, but, uh, you know, a lot of distractions leading into the season and, you know, yes, there's been some miscues, um, some, some shocking kind of miscues from some of the people that you wouldn't necessarily expect to have that. But I think, you know, again, that's just a testament to, there was a lot going on for him. Uh, but I think the other interesting and impressive thing about them is it does feel like they've gotten better. Um, in the past four weeks, there are, there's things that are getting cleaned up as they go along that, you know, were kind of noticeable to start the season that we're not seeing so much now. Um, you know, this past meet, they probably had their best go on vault. Um, granted, the, the last two uh, were not as strong as, as the first uh, that would be four. <laughs> I'm like, how about math, math, math. Um, the first four that went. Uh, but it was surely a vast improvement from basically nobody hitting on mm, on yeah. their vault, you know, two two weeks prior. So it's things like that that I think, you know, they're starting to clean up. They're starting to get around. Um, again, you you've had some of the unusual misses. Grace McCallum, uh, you know, 
fault has faltered a little bit. Miley O'Keefe had a meet where she was not at her best. Jaden Rucker just had her had hers. Um, but you see these girls also bounce back and, and have really great meets. And it's like they're getting it out of their system now so that maybe it's not an issue later on when it really starts to count and they're still putting up good scores. Uh, yes. you know, they, they moved up to number four, their, their mm-hmm. scores average out to putting them in fourth place for, for how they're scoring each and every week. And that's a tremendous place to be. That's exactly where you want to be. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what happens when we finally do switch over to the NQS system, national qualifying score system, which will be in another couple of weeks, but um, you know, it's I, they just need to keep doing what they're doing and and keep doing little things to get better every week. And I think they'll be just fine. And they'll have another opportunity to improve as this Friday, February 2nd, they will take on Oregon State. Mm-hmm. And whether it's covering that one, men's and women's basketball going on, we recently had the Big 12 schedule drop, Michelle. There's a lot going on right now as it pertains to the University of Utah athletic department. If, as everyone wants to try and keep everything straight, where should they head over to to do that? Yeah, so always make sure you're checking out KSLSports.com. Hit on the Utah Utes tab, and all my stuff will be there. And uh, JT's right, I cover a myriad of things. Um, I, I The big four, quite in depth. Uh, and then, you know, you'll, and we're now starting to get into cross season and softball season and baseball season and ski teams doing things. Um, you know, they're going to be wrapping up their season and I'm probably going to be writing about potentially another national title. Um, so, I mean, they've been having a really great season from what I can gather so far. So lots to keep up on with the Utes. And then of course, you know, you can always follow me online uh, on the, on the social medias on X threads and instagram it's all at bodkin ksl sports well there is a lot going on so michelle we appreciate you joining us no problem happy to anytime that's going to do it for today's edition of locked on Utes. but we'll be back with you soon talking more things utah athletics we'll see you then